Hello, everybody. This is Tony Waller, and you're listening to episode 332 of the Wait and Slice Saturday podcast. This is the Kentucky Post Game Show. I'm by myself because Will is in Vegas with his crippling gambling addiction, and Scott has a better agent than me, so he gets Sundays off now. I want to start out by saying thank you to all the folks that stop by and say hello. It's always fun. It's also humbling, but please keep coming up because it's awesome, especially when my wife and kids are around. Uh, but it's always fun to run into people who listen to our podcast. We do this for fun, and it's uh, it's cool. It's cool. I'm, I'm, I make the joke. I'm always happy that Scott hits record. Hopefully, I hit record today. And if you're listening to this, obviously, I did. So, UGA beats Kentucky 16-6. So, I, I kind of wanted to do a breakdown. I did a rewatch of the show this morning. I'm coming to you live from Santa Claus, Indiana. I left Lexington this morning, dropped off Wayne and Tiffany the uh, Louisville Airport, so they could fly back to Atlanta, and then we came over to my in-laws in southern Indiana. And it's funny, the people that have been in and out who know we are big Georgia fans have asked me, what do they think? What do I think? What do I think about the game? That was tight. It was close. I feel exactly the same way on the rewatch as I did watching it in the stands yesterday. It was a um, it was a game that Kirby knew that we could play exactly the game that Kentucky wanted to win and Georgia would win. Um uh, and I'll get to some of the fourth down struggles, uh, particularly the goal line stand, in a minute. But it felt like way more than sixteen six, frankly. Um, and you know, I, I, and we'll also talk about a couple of the deep plays that Kentucky hit. I, I see why people think Will Levis should be drafted highly uh, in, in this class. I mean, he certainly has the arm and the read for it. Um, but getting into our play. I um I felt like especially in the first half our tight end struggled in the, in the red zone blocking um especially on those those first two drives when we ended up with field goals there were a couple of times where they just they whiffed I mean they just straight up whiffed and, and any sort of blocking on the edge would have resulted in first downs and we kept drives alive um and that's fine that happens right and, you know they they certainly made up for it with it later in the game especially on the drive where we did score the touchdown. Um, and, and another drive to keep uh, a, another block, uh, another couple of times later where we, they blocked really well to keep drives alive. Um, you have to also give Kentucky credit for what they were doing, particularly for that zone coverage and doubling up on our tight ends, whatever that was. Um, and they, he, they, I think they had the best, easily had the best pass protect scheme we have seen. Now, I uh, go ahead and take a drink. I'm going to reference uh, Seth Emerson. Um, I felt like that Georgia did not do anything fancy or particularly innovative. Um, I don't think Munkin went in his back of tricks. Um, and and if you, if you read Seth this morning, he he feels the same way. Um, but there were some times where whether there was the wind. And let me tell you, friends, it was cold and it was windy. Um, but Stetson felt like he was kind of out of sync, especially on the sideline touch passes. There were several overthrows or just like missed. It looked like his best sideline throws were those sidearm throws he had. And, um, you know, that's that's fine. That happens. But there are better teams down the road where we have to execute better. But like I said, Kentucky got the game they wanted. Georgia was just better. Kentucky wanted to grind it out and try to hit deep shots where they could. Uh, like I said, their zone coverage with the double coverage on the tight ends really was effective. Um, it Probably might have been a little different if we had thrown the ball more in the second half. I don't think we threw it maybe four or five times. But like I said, I think they kept the playbook. I think George kept the playbook pretty simple. Uh, didn't do a whole lot to try to scheme guys open. And again, that's fine. That's just the way it was. 
So let's talk about a couple of the really bad things. Man, that Stetson pass, that interception, that was just bad. Uh, during the game, that was coming right down towards us. I sat right behind the, the UJ Darby's, the, the Redcoat Darby band. Uh, and I thought the, it was supposed to be McConkey was supposed to cut back in the middle in front of that safety. But it was just like Stetson did not see the safety. I mean, it was just you've got to see the safety there. Um, but, you know, in, in that TD drive, I was talking about the talking about the time and blocking. They made up for the dicey blocking that drive. They were they were just crazy, crazy good. George's uh, the entire line blocked so well on that drive. And frankly, I think that's why Kirby probably thought he could go go for it there on fourth down. We just run the ball so well. Uh, and, and there were a couple of drives before, and that's the way it goes. Um, you know, on the goal line stand, it's wild that the running back didn't follow Jalen Carter. Not that Carter really blocked anyone either time. Um, that's fine. But, you know, the, the in, in both of those drives where Carter was in, the running back just never got in behind him. They, they took a different path. Um, again, I, I, I hear when Kirby says we thought it was there. It had been there the entire the, the entire drive before, and that's not, that's not wrong. And then, you know, you're you're dealing with a very a very good quarterback defensively with Will Levis and um, our secondary struggled a little bit on deep balls, particularly on deep balls. Uh, I, I don't want to. I'm not calling anybody in particular out, but there was there were a couple of guys that just really got called up in coverage. They also did a good job of scheming receivers open. Uh, I heard some Kentucky people's like, "Man, Levis had a bad game, just overthrowing people." Well, that's what happened when you have four dudes running down your throat. And we don't. I think we got a couple of sacks, but. There were several times where Levis rushed his throw and affected both his uh, how when timing when he would have thrown the ball and his um, his accuracy. Um, by the way, I'm going to talk about this catch, catch, kick, catch interference thing. When that happened, I wasn't exactly certain because it was on the other end, and it looked to me like he was nowhere near the ball. On TV, it looked a little closer, but also looked like he was trying to block Nylon Green to keep him from downing the ball inside the five. Uh, it's not that it matters. But that's a, that's just a weird call there for that to happen. Overall, I, I will say this, uh, and I'll, I'll wrap it up and move on to a couple of other things. It was a fun game, and I'll talk about the weather in a minute, the scene in a minute. Uh, it was a fun game for Georgia to go show they could play um, a very physical Kentucky team who showed up and played exactly the game they wanted to play, uh, and it never felt like the game was in danger. And Kirby talked about the team's composure. They never looked worried. There, there was never any body language on the sideline that had me concerned about, uh-oh, we're in trouble here. Um, so I, overall, you took that eighth SAC win and put that money in the bank. Uh, I'm sure everyone saw that Kirby became the third head coach ever to go 8-0 in the conference uh, with Saban and Spurrier being the other two. It's a pretty decent company, and I'll, I'll take that. I want to remind everybody – um, we will meet up at the Root after the Tech game this Saturday. We'll just gather up there after the end of the game. Or just walk up there. Um, park, you can park in the neighborhood if you want to, but just probably going to leave the car where we park and walk up there. Um, and then we're getting down the short rows with fun office pools. Uh, I can't remember the name, but somebody has a very interesting name. It's ahead of me now. I'm, I'm still in second place. But we want to thank the76apparel.com, 76apparel.com. Uh, they're going to supply. Uh, we'll get a, a, a T-shirt for the winner of the pool. We'll also do that for the bowl pick'em when it comes to that. Uh, but want to thank them for sponsoring us. They, uh, I did see a couple seven six apparel shirts out and about. Um, it was cold. <laughs> you saw mostly hoodies, uh, pullovers, jackets. Uh, but, but I did see one person with a seven six apparel shirt on. 
uh, kind of wondering about, and we appreciate them. If you want to save, if you want to order from them and save money on shipping, enter code WSLS, and uh, that will get you free shipping. Uh, we appreciate 76.com, uh, the 7.6 Apparel and their sponsorship. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, or obviously on their website. Um, also, I want to talk a little bit about some other stuff that happened Saturday. Uh, Vanderbilt, good on you for beating Florida. And not one of those last second, like, they beat Florida. Um, also, I want to say Illinois played the role of the most confusing team in football versus Michigan. Uh, Michigan had to have a last second touchdown, uh, field goal to win. Speaking of last second field goals, TCU's living out there on the edge, right? Um, that was that was crazy. Ohio State, I saw that score and didn't realize how close the game was. That Ohio State scored a light, literally last second scoop and score touchdown to make it a 13-point game instead of a six-point game. That was against Maryland, everyone. So before you freak out about Georgia, only, quote-unquote, only winning by 10. If the college football playoff committee uh, pays attention to, quote-unquote, game control, Georgia definitely had that of the top at least the current top four teams. Um, we'll see what happens to Southern Cal with that win. Um, oh, also insert your own joke here about the number of fingers Cade May's dad has in touchdown South Carolina scored versus Tennessee. I'm just leaving that out there. You do that. So that'll wrap it up here for, for me for our post-game Kentucky where Georgia wins 16-6. Thanks again to 7-6 Apparel and all of you for listening. Thank you for saying hey at the ball game on Saturday. We'll be back, all three of us, in some shape, form, or fashion later this week with a preview of Georgia Tech and we'll see you around campus at the route next Saturday. Safe travels to everybody, and go dogs.